according to what we just said, that in order to make the gold usher, you would need a gilimilsa, but dafka gilimilsa, which is through Misa, hapaya de Gemara, hila achad and actin and haiklalosh, we did not Misa. Now the question of the Gemara comes after we understand that rule. Meaning, once we know you need to have a Misa, the Gemara is going to ask like this. Yesh lachar. Now that we know that you need a Misa, the question is how much of a Misa do you need? Is even a small Misa enough to make it be considered a strong Gilidas? On one hand, we can say, no, you need a Gilidas, which is a strong Misa, like standing up the brick, or maybe even a small Maisa, which is not as recognizable, like picking up the egg, that would be enough. That's the question of the Gemara, which leaves off with Teiko. Begam, he says, Like the Chorinim asked. He says, this that they said, That was a Giladas that also had a Sirif Maisa. So having a Sirif Maisa with the Giladas would be enough. But in the case of the egg, that was not the situation. There was a Misa with a combination with the Dibur. So according to this rule, that you need a Misa, a, 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 misa, a Gilidas which comes through a Misa, then we could also explain our situation by our. He says, by Aaron, there was no gilidas of a Misa. With the time that they bowed down to the eagle, that was much later. When Aaron made the eagle, they didn't do any actions. All they did was bring the gold. Bringing the gold is not considered a Misa because that was just bringing ring, earrings and different articles of jewelry. But there was actually no Alvaidazar at that point. And this that they said, we want to have it as the Edelikim, again, that's not enough. And the only action that they did, which was bowing down, that was much later, and therefore Aaron could not have answered, um, he could not have answered the gold. So the Rebbe is going to give another interpretation, another answer. Meaning is, until now we're explaining that there was a Gili Milsa from the Yidin, but that Gili Milsa wasn't enough to give Aaron the capabilities to answer the gold. Now the Rebbe is going to say that Mitzat Aaron himself, he didn't want to answer the gold. Meaning is this that you're able to uh, this that you're able to answer something that doesn't belong to. If there's a gili milsa, just, that just means that you're able to. You have the capability. You have the permission. But that doesn't mean that you have to. And clearly, as we're going to see, as the Rebbe is going to explain, the person the Aaron did not have the intention. Definitely did not want to answer that gold. There's rule of Rambam that the person cannot answer someone else's property because he doesn't really want to answer it. Rather, he just wants to give Tsar to the other person. The other person shouldn't be able to use it. Meaning is that all it means is that if there's a gilidas, that means you're able to answer at that point. Meaning is that the balabas can't hold you back. But that doesn't mean that you have to do it. 
So therefore, in Aaron's situation, clearly that wasn't what his kavana was. He didn't want to asr it. In the Lacha, the Rambam is mitzad tsar. But mitzad, Rambam, but mitzad Aaron, it wasn't going to be mitzad tsar, but it's going to be mitzad his ava that he had for Yidin, the ava that he had for Hashem. He says the Gilidas of the Yidim won't help even if there would have been a, a Sirf Misa to ask for the Eagle through Aaron. Because Aaron's Kavana was not to make it Asr, because he said Befer, she tells them, there's going to be a Chag Lahashem. The whole purpose of making the Eagle for his, for his, for on his side was just for Hashem. Now we're going to get to the third nekuda, right? First point was that there wasn't a complete gilidas, there was only a maisa. Second one was that even if there was, Aaron wasn't interested. And the third point we're going to say is that even the gilidas that there was, was a very shvach one. Meaning is, the words that they said, even in the words that they said, it wasn't really, impl- it might not have been even a gilidas. In our situation, there wasn't any clear instructions that they actually wanted the eagle to be used for Vaidazar. Because what they said to Aaron was that we don't know where Moshe is. And therefore, we need to have a different we need to have an Elikim. Meaning is it was a condition. That since we don't know, therefore we want an Elikim. But if, but if Uliutzer we did know, then we don't want to make a C.S. Eagle. So meaning is, even in the Gilidas that they had given with their words, that itself was very shvach, because with the Tanai, they themselves weren't sure what they wanted. So Aaron, as the Shliach for sure, uh, wouldn't have been able to make the item Asr, because he didn't even have a clear permission, even with the words. To go back to the second answer, the Oydish Lamer, the Rebbe just says in a different way that the Tam Isser is that we're doing the Shlichus of the Bala Avera. It's Pashan, in this situation, Aaron never accepted upon the Shlichus to make the Egel in Tanavay Dezer. Therefore, it's impossible for it to become Aser. Tas. That still, we can still say that Aaron still had a small sheikhs. And therefore, he says, even though he might not have done Aved himself, nevertheless, he, he caused many Yidin to be Nikshal in this Isra of Aedazar. And therefore, he'd be over on the love of Fnei Iva, like Sitin Mikshal. He says, according, especially according to the opinion that is not just a general isr that you can't cause anybody to do to go against any of the 613 uh, mitzvahs of the Torah. But it's actually a detail in each avera. Meaning is, for example, in the isr of trefus, you're not allowed to eat treif. But a part of that mitzvah not eating treif, or the aver of eating treif is not to cause anyone else to eat treif. And if you do cause someone else to eat treif, your aver is a fnei'ivr leisitim michshal, and it's considered as if you, in a certain way, had also was aver on the iser of treifus. So it's not just pshat 
according to this opinion that you are over on Isra Lifnei Iver. It's worse than that. It's in addition to be over Lifnei Iver, it's also considered as if you did that Aver itself. So B'Shaychas to Aaron, if Chas V'Shalom Aaron was over on the Isra of Lifnei Iver, according to that opinion, you'd also even have a Ksas Shaychas, you'd have a connection to the Inyan of Oedizar. So, Vahatir Tzlachayra Pashat. He says, Tzlachayra, the answer is very simple. He says the Isra of Lifnei Iver was commanded in Parshish Kodesh a long time after the Maisa Egel, and definitely a long time after Moshe Rabbein already came down from the mountain. So therefore, at the time that the Isra was made, that the Egel was made and bowed down to, there was no Aver yet of Lifnei Iver, and therefore Moshe, Aaron could not have been Aver on it. But the Rebbe doesn't like this answer completely because it's not what's, uh, this, it doesn't seem that this is the truth based on Moshe's time. Because when Moshe Rabbeinu came down to the mountain, he, he approaches Aaron and he tells him, He says, what did these people do that they caused you to make this eagle? Which is implying that Aaron did have a connection and he was somewhat responsible for the making of the eagle. And came as that Shechur Hichichim at Shenerag Avodizar. Similarly, Chur gave them the rebuke until he was killed. Why would Chur have to give them such rebuke if he had no responsibility for that? Kain Harib Amar Nestabal Adinim. And also, we know that Amar, they are commanded on Dinim. And Dinim is that the, the lachas of judging. So Aaron was, Prat Aaron, Allah, Vachur, Amar, Moshe, Kaidim, Alay Salar, Mibal Devar, Miga Shalayam, Vaid. And especially Aaron, Vachur, that has Moshe Rabbeinu pointed them as judges, they would have a much greater responsibility to make sure nothing wrong would happen. So, Ibezoi, if he was involved, and, and uh, therefore, he would have definitely a Shaykhist to make sure that nothing would happen and not Chasashan be involved or given the capabilities. And therefore, by him making the Egel Lechayr, that would give him a connection to it. But Tzarech Eim The Rebbe leaves off to the Shaila. So, Yud. Me'inyonim de Yeni Shalter Shapir Rashi Dulan. So now let's get to the Chesedes. It says, Mavur b'kam m'kaymis sh'metziyus ha'chei t'kol shkei chayit gadol k'avei dezara b'am ezeh sh'vedakas v'dakas yashnu makar avei dezara b'kedusha. It says, this that there's a metziyus of chayit, and especially a great chayit like avei dezara, it comes in a very small, dakas to dakas, a very small way because there's a source of this in Kedusha. Because we know everything in this world, there's always a source. And even Tuma has a source of Kedusha. Of course, the only difference is how the source is in Kedusha. It's completely Kedusha. Chas Hashem, there's no chet and no tuma in Hashem. But how it is in the complete, perfect unity of Hashem, there is definitely a source for it, but in a in Kedusha Dika way. And that's what we're going to show, what this Kedusha Dika source is. So, Amakab Kedusha Alachet Evaidizar, which is Pirid Ma'achdus Hashem, who in Hizchalkus Yesh Betayar Gufa, he says the source of, in Kedusha of Chet Evaidizar is. This, uh, which which Avaydazar uh, means separating from the unity of Shem. You're saying that there's more than one being in this world. That comes from the idea that we have his chalkas, we have different opinions, we have different ideas in the Torah itself. He says, this that the Torah, there's 70 panim, meaning there's 70 different interpretations for each union of the Torah. And according to the result, there's 600,000 different prushim, connected to 600,000 neshamas of the Eden. From this eventually comes down, from this Kedusha Dika Inyan, this perfect unity of the Torah, uh, uh, which it has within it all these different interpretations, uh, could come down to it, the Inyan of uh, Avodah 
ואין הכוונה חס ושלום שאם נזה מצד עצמי, נעשה מקום שישתל שם מהנוחית הפיר דבי דזור חס ושלום. חס ושלום תעשה את זה מהתיאור עצמו, זה מהתיאור עצמו, וזה מהתיאור עצמו, וזה מהתיאור Meaning is that from the Torah itself, uh, if you just keep on going down and be mishtalshtal from the chain of events, eventually Tumah will come down. Because as we said, uh, the Torah in Hashem is one. So therefore the Torah is perfect. So just like Hashem is completely one, the Torah is also completely one. All the different interpretations are really one. He says, rather, it's the person that's learning the Torah. The person that learns it because of his personal bias, that gives him the capability to look at all the different Purushim in the Torah. And instead of seeing the unity, how each one is an aspect and reflects the perfect um, unity, which is in the Torah, he's able to use his own bias to see, I think this answer is better, that answer is not so good. And that causes this Chalkas, which is in the Torah. And this eventually, so in the Torah itself, it's perfect. But the person who's looking at it, that's what causes this, um, this, this Avaydazar Chasasham to come to it. When it says in the Pasuk, Hashem tells the Malachim, let us make man in our image. When Moshe saw this Pasuk, he said, Hashem, you're giving, a, you're giving an opening for the Minim to say, oh, there, there's, there's many Rishuyas, there's many gods, because it says, let us make man. Why would you put such a Pasuk in the Torah? So Amr like, save our rights of Lita Siyita. He says, write it, and whoever wants to make the mistake will make a mistake. So we see from this medrash that this that Hashem put this idea into the Torah, that gives the possibility for someone who's reading it um, to make a mistake. But the Maimur Chazal also makes clear that the mistake is not in the Torah. The Torah and the words that Hashem put in is perfect. It's rather the person who reads it, if he wants to, with his own boss, he wants to read it incorrectly, he has that capability. Meaning that's not the Pshat in the Torah, that there's many Rishuis, God forbid. That's not the Pshat at all. But the person who's reading it, he has the capability to make a mistake in the Torah. That's the Deek in the Chazal. Because if you think the Pshat is, as it seems, it seems like L'chaira, the Hashem is saying, write it. And we don't care if someone makes a mistake which would mean that a natural mistake is very possible to come from this, meaning is from the reading of the words, this seems like a possible interpretation. Um, so someone when reading it, part of the interpretation of the Apostolic is very easily being able to read into those words such mistakes. So that would imply that the Torah itself gives a certain source for that. The Im came Tevis, how writes the Litesh, my Purusha, how you can explain the word, how writes 
Meaning is that mitzad the Torah, a person that doesn't have a yitzhar, doesn't have any bias, when he'd read the Torah, he'd understand automatically what the correct shot is. But mitzad the yitzhar that he has, he could interpret it incorrectly. Rather, the mistake doesn't come from the Torah, rather it comes from the person who wants to make a mistake. So this concept, this is the, the, the yayin of Rashi. Rashi is explaining this that you can explain something in two ways, meaning this that you have the capability for pure, this that you have the ability for the chayta egel, that's because you're able to look at an Indian entire and you could exp- and you, the person's looking, can read it in two different ways. Rashi doesn't say that there are two panim, meaning it's two separate panim, meaning is that there's a schalkus in division. No. Because as we said, in the Torah, it's unity. There's no separation and it's completely one. Even different interpretations really just um, complement each other. It's rather because the person who's learning it, he's able to letargma, he's able to translate it in two different ways, according to the way that he understands it. And that's what causes um, uh, separation from the Achtus of Hashem till God forbid it could come to the Indian of Vedazar. Rashi. He says, as we mentioned at the beginning of the Sikha, the, the Rashi has three ways of showing that there's two Purushim. He either could say, sometimes he'll say, and sometimes he'll say, and in this uh, Pasik, uh, these Psukim, if we go back, the past few Divaramaskos, you'll say Rashi using all of them. So, um, sorry, not going back, going forward. Sidurim Purush Rashi. Piska Zukhaisiv Rashi, Leish Tatagami Bishtepanim. The next uh, piece of Rashi, it says, Nemer V'yeshem. So the third shtickle of Rashi, it says, Because these three different Lashonis, according to the Yayin of Torah, shows on the Yurida, the, the, the chain of events that causes separation. Because the first level that happens is the person learns the Torah, but he feels that there's two different ways. He doesn't feel and connect to the unity which is in Torah, and he thinks there could be two different interpretations. Then you come to a yesh. Ah, this is my opinion. This is what I say. Until eventually become a Vedazar, something which is separate from a Kosa Dover Acher. This is also in our Rashi itself. You see these three ideas. First of all, he gives the Adam Yesh Panim, which we said is the first level of not seeing the unity in Taira. Then he gets to Pirush Rishon, who he ties the, the gold in the cloth. The second thing that happens is he takes the gold and he ties it in the, the, the cloth. This is, he's basically saying he's taking the gold and he makes it its own existence. Meaning is he's saying, I made this treasure, it's all because of me. That's the Yesha Imrim. 
that it says it's all about himself. And the third level is that he forms the actual eagle itself, that he feels himself as, a, as his own mitzias, something completely on his own, which is mamish the eagle, and that's similar to the davar acher. So the nekudas kolanal, who chasarn kabbalas all machus shemay. He says the lack, where all these three levels come from, is a lack of Kabbalah um, Because if he had the proper Kabbalah he would feel the unity in the Torah. And this is also the hint in the prior Rashi. It says, that they took off the gold, the gold and gave it to Aaron. So he says, Vispark, Rashi explains as the Lush and Prikas Masa, it's taking off a load. Meaning, he considers the term mitzvah as a load, as a burden. Through removing the yoke, that's the Hakdama to start uh, translating the Torah in two ways and to all the other Yeridas. Meaning, in other words, that when a person has the proper Kabbalah soul, he realizes. This is the Torah of Hashem, and the Torah of Hashem is perfect, and it's completely unified with Hashem, and everything within it is just translating to us what Hashem wants. But when a person starts feeling that the Torah is a burden, that means that it's all about myself. It's about me now, and this, why does Hashem make me do this? And once you start feeling as yourself as something separate, and it's more about you and not fulfilling Hashem's Ratzin, then you start looking at the Torah, you start putting your own personal bias. You know, what, what fits better according to what my opinion is? What fits better according to my lifestyle? And after that, you can keep on going, chas v'shalom, to the inyan of v'yadu z'ar k'pshute. Mash'ein king sh'amun v'kabal so b'shleimis, oz lo yovegam l'tchilas, l'tchilas ha'inyan. He says, but when you have the proper amunah, you have the proper kabal s'ol in Hashem, then you won't have any of these issues. L'chei metzinu sh'andashim v'ataf l'nitnu z'av l'ha'ego, k'etz l'hamunah b'teker b'yeser, Therefore, we find that women and children didn't give any gold for the eagle. Because by the ch- woman and the children, their amunah was extremely strong, and they had no place. And, you know, Vavayi had no place by them, not even the most smallest way. And he says it's understood, and this is the lesson, that when a person has, that through strengthening one's amuna and one's Kabbalah's all, that both of them don't have a schalkus. Because again, the nukud of amuna and Kabbalah's all is that you are one with Hashem. Then that strengthens your feeling of the unity of Hashem and all in Yonah. And then when you learn the Torah and you see many perushim in the Torah, what you feel in all these different perushim, you see inside of this Eschalkus the ultimate unity. That you see that Hashem's unity is not so small, that Hashem is very vite and far from here. Rather, you see Hashem is da in this world, and you see Hashem in all the different perushim in the Torah, and how all of it is just expressing different facets of Hashem's Ratzin and Hashem's Chachmah.